think really kindness is just such a huge part of our job here at the Welcome Center. And we like to call ourselves a destination for history and hospitality. We also like to call ourselves the Welcome Mat for Athens, as we are often the first or one of the first stops that a visitor makes when they come to town. We aim to give them the most positive experience possible, and it certainly helps that we have an incredibly friendly and open-minded and accepting team. Another episode of Little Decisions, the only podcast about kindness, connection, and community in the Athens and surrounding areas. I am your host, Victoria Cooper. Today's episode is titled Welcome Visitors and Neighbors Alike, and it's featuring Caitlin Short from Historic Athens Welcome Center. I can't wait for you to hear all the wonderful things I have planned for you today. You are welcome to move right along to the next segment. Housekeeping is up next. Welcome to housekeeping. This is the segment where I do a little light housekeeping, in a digital sense at least. Please come in and don't mind the mess. To welcome is to meet or speak with someone in a friendly or kind way when they arrive. So I want to welcome you, listener, to this podcast. You can subscribe as well as rate and review this podcast so that others might find their way here as well. When you arrive here at Little Decisions, you can expect to hear a multi-segmented episode that ends with an interview from someone local and kind. Each episode is action-driven, offering up my interpretation or suggestions of kind little decisions that anyone can make. In this space, I hope to create hope and offer inspiration. Failing that, I at least want to get a laugh or two out of you. I also hope to show visitors and neighbors alike the kindness I have found here and near Athens, Georgia. Let's keep looking around this episode by moving on to the next segment. Something Pineapple is coming up. This week's Something Pineapple segment practically wrote itself, since most people already see the pineapple as a universal symbol for welcome. The Tupi were indigenous people from present-day Brazil and are the first known peoples to appreciate the pineapple over 3,000 years ago. It was an important staple of their everyday life and culture. According to the World Encyclopedia of Food, Caribbean natives who were welcoming to foreign travelers would hang a pineapple by their door. This was happening as early as the 14th century. Other historians say that sea captains who returned safe from the tropics would leave a pineapple outside their home entrance, meant to welcome friends and family to visit. No matter the origin source, the pineapple became almost as coveted and important as imperialism and colonization to 17th and 18th century European society. In the American South, the pineapple was carved into both its architecture and culture. Historian Nicola Cornick believes that as the pineapple went from a rich person extravagance to something accessible to almost anyone, it took on a, quote, sense of welcome, good cheer, warmth, and celebration, end quote. My point with this brief history lesson is that the pineapple is a fruit that changed the world. Maybe you leave here today wanting to be more like a pineapple. 
You can stand tall, wear a crown, and be sweet on the inside. Don't get all shook up over this. Decadization is up next. For this week's decadization, I want to make a dedication of sorts. My mother's birthday was recently. It's actually the day after mine. And so, as a gift to her, I want to talk about the king himself, Elvis Presley, and the word welcome. Just for fun, and for her, here are three fun facts related to Elvis Presley and the word welcome. Number one, the last album that was released by Elvis was Welcome to My World in 1977. This was another compilation album. It was country-themed. Number two, Welcome Home Elvis was a 1960 TV special, and it was Elvis's first TV job after his military service in West Germany. The TV special was put on by Frank Sinatra himself. This was when it became clear that Elvis was courting a mainstream audience. Number three. At the Tennessee Welcome Center on I-40, there is a huge statue of Elvis Presley. This statue is actually the first bronze statue of Elvis in the world. It was originally placed on Beale Street in Memphis, but was moved to the Welcome Center in 1996 to protect it. This one's for you, Mom. And to quote Elvis, I'd rather go on hearing your lies than go on living without you. We love and miss you every day. My interview with Caitlin Short from Historic Athens Welcome Center is coming up next. I'm Caitlin Short. I am the Visitor Experience Specialist. Did you know that June 27th is now Caitlin Short Day in Athens? Mayor Kelly Gertz has deemed June 27th Caitlin Short Day to commemorate her over 10 years of experience, where she, quote, played a pivotal role in fostering a sense of belonging and hospitality. If this isn't kindness, I don't know what is. So what exactly goes on at the historic Athens Welcome Center? We wear many hats. We're a welcome center, we're a tour service, a house museum, and a gift shop. We're not only a welcome center for the city of Athens, but the anchor for our travel region, which is currently called Georgia's Historic Heartland. We're almost up in the Northeast Georgia Mountains region, but not quite there. So we do provide visitor materials such as brochures and magazines for the entire state, along with state highway maps and local and statewide event information. People who come in here can get their Athens information, but they can also get information on different parks and different lodging options in other parts of the state. They intend to explore Georgia outside of Athens. We can help them with that too. The historic Athens Welcome Center, which is located in the heart of historic downtown Athens, seems to serve both visitors and locals alike. Even the house itself is of course historic. Our beloved home. So it's Church Waddle Brumby. It is pronounced Waddle like a duck. Later on they added an extra L and it became pronounced as Waddell. We have a Waddell Street, and people get confused about that extra L. That's a question we get a lot. It was saved from demolition in 1967 during the urban renewal movement, and I believe it was moved to this site officially in 1969. Originally, it stood where our federal building is now, on the lot at the corner of Thomas Street and Hancock Avenue, which is just south of here. The people who saved it actually formed the Athens Clark Heritage Foundation, which is now known as Historic Athens. It's our local historic preservation, education, and advocacy nonprofit, of which we are essentially the tourism and hospitality division. The house bears the names of the three families 
connected to it historically. So the churches, the Waddles and the Brumbies. And it was built for Alonso Church, who moved to Athens from Vermont to teach at the college. As far as we're aware, he never actually lived in it before he sold it to Dr. Moses Waddle, who was serving as the fifth president of the college at the time. His family had moved here from South Carolina in 1819. He sold the house to a Mrs. Sarah Harris circa 1833. Her granddaughter, Arabella Hardiman, married Captain John Brumby, and their family owned the house into the mid-1960s when the Brumby sisters, Anne and Mary, we're both living here. Today, as a museum, we share the histories of the people who lived here to include, to the best of our ability, information about those who were enslaved by the white residents of the house throughout its history. And recently, we've also been able to expand upon our interpretive materials even more thanks to Dr. James Brooks and his Indigenizing Athens class at UGA, who provided us with four expandable and collapsible panels to display that cover our area's indigenous history around the time that the Waddles would have lived in the house and prior to that. You might remember Tommy Valentine, who is a previous guest on this podcast. He said about Caitlin, quote, Caitlin's 10 years of service at the historic Athens Welcome Center have profoundly impacted athens Clark County. During this time, she has shaped the experiences of nearly 100,000 visitors, offering them insights into our community's distinctive, culture, attractions, architecture, history, and sense of place. This tells me that Caitlin has spent a long time protecting and preserving Athens history, including its indigenous people. If you check out AthensWelcomeCenter.com, which I highly encourage you to, you can find a lot of information, including several types of tours. We have a tour guide on site every day and we offer walking tours of downtown and historic North Campus at 10:30 each morning and shuttle tours that cover a more broad scope of Athens history at one o'clock each afternoon. Sometimes people choose to book these in advance. Sometimes they walk in right around tour time without a reservation and request a tour. That's where it comes in handy, already having somebody here rather than having them on call. All of our staff is trained to guide tours of the house museum. So in the event that someone walks in and wants a tour of the house, but the tour guide on staff that day is out with a tour group, the concierge for that day can guide them around the house. Also offer music history walking tours thanks to our friend local music historian Paul Butchert, which can be scheduled by special request. One important kind little decision that the Historic Athens Welcome Center does is offer several self-guided tours. These include tours on African-American history, the Athens Music Walk of Fame, Civil War history, the tree that owns itself, downtown Athens, Millage Avenue, Museum Mile, Queer Space, and UGA Campus. In my research for this interview, I also learned about a program called the Downtown Ambassadors, and I asked Caitlin more about that. I will have to speak on our director, Michelle Wynn's behalf in regard to that, as she was the one actually to work on the development of this program in partnership with the Athens Downtown Development Authority. The goal is to enhance the safety and friendliness and overall experience of our downtown area. A pilot test was run between the months of May and June. Ambassadors operated during daytime hours, during which time they interacted with downtown businesses and ensured that visitors wandering around the downtown area felt welcomed and supported. During the pilot test, the ambassadors also got to participate in local events like the Hot Corner Festival 
AthFest and the Athens Pride Parade. The program has received a lot of valuable feedback from visitors, downtown business owners, and community partners. Both the ADDA and Historic Athens are really looking forward to reviving the program as a more permanent offering in the future. To welcome neighbors and friends alike is certainly a kindness, at least how I see it. How did Caitlin and everyone else at the Historic Athens Welcome Center see it? I think really kindness is such a huge part of our job here at the Welcome Center, and we like to call ourselves a destination for history and hospitality. We also like to call ourselves the Welcome Mat for Athens, as we are often the first stop that a visitor makes when they come to town. We aim to give them the most positive experience possible, and it certainly helps that we have an incredibly friendly and open-minded and accepting team. So what are some kind little decisions that Caitlin and others make at the Historic Athens Welcome Center every day? To help others. We aim to give our visitors the most positive experience possible, be that related to our tours or just simple daily interactions like providing recommendations or directions. You know, some people come in flustered because they're not familiar with the area and they've taken the wrong exit off the loop or something and they don't know how to get themselves back on track. And not everybody uses a GPS, so we'll mark up a map or write out directions, print out directions for them. Some people come in looking for hotel recommendations. In some of those cases, you can tell they are just totally exhausted and could use a break. Rather than simply giving them an address and a phone number and just sending them on their way to handle it, we can call the hotel for them, ask about room availability and what their prices are, and help them alleviate a little bit of that travel-related stress. Or if we have a group who comes in and wants a tour of the house, but one or more of the guests has mobility limitations and is not comfortable going up and down the staircase, we can pull up a virtual tour of the house at the information desk downstairs and have our concierge give them a virtual tour of that space and share its history the same that they would have heard had they gone upstairs with the tour guide. I think those are just a few examples of kind little things that we can do for people here. As Caitlin and I continue to speak, I talked to her about how I felt like the website in particular made things accessible. We get a lot of requests from potential residents and from local realtors for information to help themselves or their clients get familiarized with Athens. So it helps to make that known on our website and also give them the option to request that information ahead of picking it up. We also acknowledge that not everyone who's interested in touring Athens wants to be led around by a guide. That's where our selection of self-guided tours comes in handy. For those who are interested in the house and its history or its architecture, but they live far enough away for visiting in person to be inconvenient for them, they can just click around and explore the house virtually on the website, or they can read about the people who lived here and sort of get that information and gain that knowledge without physically coming to the Welcome Center. I also asked Caitlin why it's called a Welcome Center instead of a Visitor Center. The names are, of course, interchangeable, but I do think that the word welcome has a different effect on visitors than the word visitor does. It sets a higher expectation that, yes, they are visitors, but they are going to truly be welcomed by a friendly and knowledgeable staff whose goal is to ensure that they have the best experience possible while they spend time here in our city. What Caitlin just said, that's why I titled this episode, Welcome Visitors and Neighbors Alike. Before wrapping up my interview with Caitlin, I asked her what else she wanted you, the listener, to know. We're open 362 days a year. 
from 10 to 5. We offer tours daily. If they're on Facebook or Instagram, we have a lot of educational and historical content on our pages. We love showing off our house. I would say stop by so we can just go on and on about the wallpapers and the carpets and the furnishings with other people who admire them as much as we do. And when I say we, I almost mean me because I think I'm like the biggest nerd here. <laughs> I believe to do a job like Caitlin's for as long as she has, you have to believe Athens is special. So I asked Caitlin what Athens means to her. For me, personally, what makes Athens so special is the vibrant and diverse arts and music scene and the people within our community who care about maintaining a sense of place by preserving our historic resources. And that is something that's hard to do in an ever-growing college town to maintain that sense of place when we're constantly needing to develop and grow in order to accommodate all these people who are coming into town to attend a college. Being in a college town, it provides us with a lot more diversity. I've lived here my whole life. All of my life, I have watched the town grow and change in mostly positive ways. I think, like every city, we still have room to grow and room for improvement, but there is so much here to appreciate for, I feel like just about anyone from anywhere in the world who chooses to visit Athens could find something to love about it. Thank you, Caitlin, for your 10 years of service. You can check out the show notes for the website and social media handles for the historic Athens Welcome Center. Well, listener, you must have felt welcome enough to stay until the end, and I appreciate that. I hope that you found what you were looking for today and you feel welcome in Athens, in this podcast, and in yourself. As always, pineapple with care. <laughs>